When you come to the Parshias of Ayikra, someone's reminded of the famous quote from the Midrash, it's a Chazal, and it's Paskund Lahalacha in the Shach in Yeridea. And that is when one begins to teach children Torah. So, obviously we begin with the Chumash, but what's the first parasha in the Chumash we should be teaching our children? So there's a Chazal Ravami says that we should start with Sefer Fayikra. We should start with the Pashas of, of the Korbanus. Why? Because it says, Yavoyu Tahirim V'Yisasko B'Tahirim. Those who are still pure, they Tahirim, should come and be the ones to involve themselves in the Yonim of purity, in the, in the Yonim of bringing the Korbanus. And this is a very interesting thing to think about. Because when it came to bringing the Korbanus, the Tahirim, the children, couldn't play any part in them. Not only those avoidus in the base of Mikdash, which required adult kohanim, such as the avoid of the blood or the haktar of the fat from the mizbeach, but even an avoidus such as shechita, which a non kohen could do, the Gemara tells us in Chudon that that a child couldn't do. And therefore, it's interesting that when it comes to learning Torah, we say that the children, the Torah, should be the ones to involve themselves in concepts of Torah, but when it comes to the Besamidash itself, of being involved in the Korbanus, the aspect of Torah, so then we don't find that the children could play any part in it. One looks at Pashas Tzav, and in one way, it looks like a repetition of Pashas Vayikra. All the different kinds of Korbanus we met before. We discuss again the Oida and the Asham and the Mincha and the Chatos and the Shlomim. And one wonders what's different about Pashas Tzav. That it necessitates a repetition of all the Korbanus which have already been mentioned, already been discussed in Pashas Vayikra. And if you look closely at the Pasha, you'll see a theme running throughout. And that is, Pasha's Vayikra discusses the, bringing the carbon and, let's say, the avoidus kavoy of the carbon. Where it's shechted, how the blood is brought, how the fats are burned, burned to the Mizbech. Pasha's Tzav discusses a different aspect of the Korbanus. The aspect of eating the Korbanus. And therefore it goes back through every Korban to detail who's meant to eat it and how they're meant to eat it. And it begins with the Eulah which isn't eaten, it's just burnt. And then it talks about those Korbanus, what we call the Kodshah Kodshah, the Chatos and the Asham, which are eaten by the Kohenim. And then afterwards it talks about the Shlomim in great detail. All the laws of eating the shlomim, where it can be eaten, how it can be eaten, when it can be eaten. Because that's the carbon which is eaten by Israel. And therefore the parasha of Tzav is really the parasha of eating the korbanus. Now, that's not an insignificant point, the eating of the korbanus. Chazal even said in the Apostle, that the ones who affected the kapara, the korbanus, should be the ones to eat it. 
But Chazal understand it doesn't just mean that the Kohenim get to eat the carbon, because they affected the Chabara by doing the Avodah of bringing the blood on the Mizbech. Rather, as Chazal say, Kohenim oichlim u'baylim miskaprim. That the eating of the Kohenim is part of the Kapara that the Baylim get. Now, that brings us to a question. Because anyone who's learned Kochim knows that the kapara of a carbon is based on sprinkling the blood on the Mizbech. And once that's happened, so the person who brought the carbon has achieved his kapara. And even if later on the meat will get lost or become tame, and even if the Amuri never made their way to the Mizbech, the carbon is nevertheless accepted and the person who brought the carbon has achieved the kapara he wanted to achieve. And that all takes place before the Kohenim get to eat the meat. That's really the discussion of Baisha Sayyikra. And if that's the case, what does it mean that the Bailim get kapara because the Kohenim eat the meat? The Bailim probably got kapara a long time before when the blood was brought in the Mizbech. That's one question to ask. What's the significance attached to the fact that the Kohenim are eating and the Bailim get kapara? There's a second interesting point, and that is, it's not just a question of who gets to eat the carbon, but it's also a question of where the carbon is eaten. So for example, when it comes to those carbonas which all Jews can eat, Shlamim or carbon Pesach, they're allowed to eat it in the whole of the city of Yerushalayim. Anywhere within the walls of Yerushalayim, carbonas can be eaten. Whereas when it comes to the Chatos and the Asham, they have to be eaten inside the Beis Amigdash itself. Inside the Azar. And the question is, even if the coin has been the one chosen to eat these Karbanas, why did it have to be specific in the Beis Amigdash? Why couldn't it be like the other Karbanas within the environs of Yerushalayim? Another interesting point we find is that normally those gifts that Hashem gives to the Kohenim, whether it's the trimmer, whether it's the Chala, whether it's the parts of the animal that the Kohen gets, so they're the coins to feed his family with. You can give it to his wife, you can give it to his children. Whereas when it comes to Kodshin Kodshin, so it can only be eaten by the male Kohenim. A coin can't share his portion of meat from the Khatas, for example, with his wife. It's only for the coin himself. Whereas when it comes to the Kochim Kalim, the parts of the carbon that a coin gets from a Shlomim or from a Taida, so that he can share with his family. Here again, we can ask what's the distinction. And lastly, this is an important topic to talk about now as we're holding the week before Pesach. Because when it comes to the carbon Pesach, so then we find something unique, which we don't find by any other carbon. And that is, over here, the primary point of bringing the carbon is that it should be eaten. And therefore, specifically by the carbon Pesach, the rules of who's going to eat the Pesach, and there have to be people able to eat the Pesach, and it has to be decided even before the carbon's been sacrificed. Because eating the Pesach is the primary part of the carbon. We can ask the question. We can understand the importance of bringing the carbon. 
when it's meant to show our dedication to Hashem, or we're meant to show that we're willing to sacrifice something the Egyptians called a God. But why is the primary idea of the Korban Pesach eating it? And if there aren't people who can eat it, then the Korban's not kosher. So let's re-examine this concept of eating kachim. Now I'd like to start with the Gemara I think everyone knows. And the Gemara is talking about how to do children. A person has done something wrong, has made a mistake, has done an avera, and he wants to do children. So we know the Gemara tells us that children works in a way that can take away, so to speak, the punishment that a person was meant to get for their there. What kind of chiva does that? You know the rules of chiva. The rules of chiva, a person regrets what he's done, he says vidui, he resolves to do better in the future. And then Hashem forgives him in the sense that Hashem is no longer going to punish him for what he did wrong. Now, in that context, when there was the Besamikdash, so the Besamikdash did the same. The Khatus and the Ashram, let's talk about them first, were Korbanus the person brought when they had done an Avera. And they wanted to get Kapara, they wanted to be forgiven for the Avera that they had done. They wanted to be Megim and Aperonis, that it should protect them from being punished. And that was the process of bringing the Khatus and the Ashram. Okay. But there's a second part of Chiva too. The Gemara talks about a possibility in Yama that a various nicest locus chuyas. A person can do Chiva in a way where the Avera becomes a schus. And obviously the question is how does it happen? We can understand Avera was an unfortunate mistake. We can understand Avera is something which a person can daven to be forgiven for, and you can be forgiven. But how is it possible that Naver is going to turn into a schus, into a source of merit? And there's, there's more than one explanation, but the commonly given explanation is that Naver becomes a merit when Naver becomes a source of merit. In other words, let's say it's not just that a person, having done something wrong, regrets it and resolves to bear in the future. Let's say it becomes a catalyst for them to improve. Having realized what they've done wrong, that now spurs them on to do much better, to become much greater. Let's say a person was nichshal and he did something on Shabbos he wasn't meant to do. It's Michal Shabbos Peshoigil. So if he regrets it sincerely and he apologizes, he does vidui, so Hashem will forgive him, he won't get punished. But let's say that causes a person to realize, I don't know Hilchah Shabbos well enough. Because of this, I'm now going to make sure that I know Hilchah Shabbos properly. And therefore, he's going to devote himself to learning Hilchah Shabbos very well. So in that way, the mistake was really the catalyst which caused him to grow. In a way, it is a source of his chus. Now to look at things from an interesting perspective. We talk about a person who was Mechal Shabbos Peshaygeg, or someone who did other Samaveri by mistake, and he wants to do Tshuva, and he wants to bring his Korban Chattas. 
and you just rest his hands on the Khadr Sayyid says, He regrets what he did, he's not going to do it again. So like we said, the blood is brought in the Mizbah and the person gets Kapar. The person gets Kapar and the fact that Hashem is not going to punish him, Hashem accepts his repentance. Hashem is Makabal the Chub. But now let's look at it from a different point of view. We have Kainim whose job was to work in the base of Megdish. Every day had its own watch of Kainim. Every week the Mishmar would change. And within that Mishmar there were different groups who would work every day. The Kainim had to be on duty in the base of Megdish. Early morning they brought those Korbanus, which were the Korban Tzibur, the what the Tzibur was Mechaev to bring, which was really just the Korban Atamid, which was burnt in the Mizbech, it was bringing that in the Minera, it was bringing the Kataris. And then, the Kainim were available in the Beis HaMikdash all day to bring the Korbanus of the Jewish people who wanted to donate or bring the, the offerings they had to bring to Hashem. Let's look at an interesting question. The base of Mikdash didn't have a kitchen that provided meals for the Kohenim on duty. And if that's the case, you have Kohenim who work in the base of Mikdash all day. What are these Kohenim going to eat? The carbon zebra was a carbon tomato, it was an oil, it was completely burnt. That didn't provide anything for the Kohenim. So, what did the Kohenim eat all day when they were working in the base of Mikdash all day? And if you think about it, it's a fascinating answer. And that is, they ate the korbanus that Klai Yisrael brought. A person brings a korban chattas, he brings a lamb. The blood's brought to his back, the fats are burnt in the, in the fire. And the entire meat of the animal is eaten by the koinim. A person brings a korban mincha, a handful of the flour is burnt in his back, the rest is eaten by the koinim. And if that's the case, the Karbanas of the Jewish people is what was sustaining the Kohenim. And it was meant to be like that. Because this is a second level of Kapara. It's not just the Kapara that a, the, the person who brings the Karban, Khatos, the Karban Ashram gets when the blood is sprinkled on his back and he's forgiven from punishment. But rather now the carbon he brought is becoming a source of a schus because he's feeding the koinim. And in his merit, the koinim are going to be able to work today in the base of Mikdash. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up the Kabbalists in such a way, it's a tremendous insight. And that is, let the carbon of the sinner be the one that's going to sustain the koinim. It should be a source of merit to him also. Because in that way, in some way, it turns that there into a schus. Because that now became a reason why the koinim have food to eat. Or they're able to serve Hashem better. And the, the understanding is, the person who brings the koinim might think, I'm not such a great over Hashem. I'm, I've done things wrong. But the koinim, those are the ones who devoted themselves to being over Hashem. And therefore, let it be that my carbon should feed them. Because if it's now being used as a way to be, to enable people to serve Hashem, then it becomes a source of schus to me. And therefore, the koinim o'echim o'bali miskaprim. 
And we ask the question, the Bailim already got Kapara? And the answer is, it's true. But here the Bailim get a higher level of Kapara. When the Kohanim eat their Karban, then the Karban becomes a source of Schus. That's the sense of Averis Naisim Lekis Chiyas. That's by the Karban Chatas, by the Karban Asham. When it comes to the Kodshim Kalim, Shlomim, Taida, so then, it's not just the Kodim can eat, everyone can eat. Why? Because the person is bringing the carbon of a Shlomim, of a Taida, is saying, I'm also an Ovid Hashem. And therefore, my eating is also something which is being used in order to give me the ability to serve Hashem better. And therefore it's not just the Kohanim who get to eat, it's all Jewish people who get to eat. That's the difference between the meat of the Kohanim which the Kohanim eat and the other gifts which are given to them as Matnas Kohanim. Because the other gifts the Kohanim get are given to them as a gift. It's theirs, they can do what they want with it. They can share it with their families. There's no restrictions on how they, when they have to, where they have to eat it. That's a gift for the Kohanim. Whereas, whereas when it comes to the chalik of the carbon which the Kohanim eats, the Gemara phrases it, Mishulchan Gavoyal Kazachu. It wasn't given to them as a gift. They're eating at Hashem's table. Eating at Hashem's table means that your entitlement to eat is because since right now you're serving Hashem, so so to speak, you're eating on the job. And therefore, we understand all the differences between how kotshe kotshim had to be eaten and all the other korbanas. All the other korbanas could be eaten anywhere in Yerushalayim by anybody. Whereas when it came to kotshe kotshim, this is the allotment given to the Kohanim working the best of Mikdash. This was there to sustain, so to speak, the people on duty. And that's why it could only be eaten in the Azara itself. And it could only be eaten by the male Kohanim who were doing the Avodah. They couldn't give it to their wives because ladies don't do the Avodah. They couldn't take it out of the Azara because that's taking it away from the place where the Avodah was done. And lastly, whereas the Shlomim can be eaten for two days, a khatis in the ashram had to be eaten the same day it was brought. Because those were the kainim who are on duty today. And the food has been given to, to sustain those kainim. And therefore we understand that what was unique about the, the eating the karavan was it was something which was meant to sustain over the ashram. And in the case of the khaytay, where a person feels apma personally, Masana, I don't deserve that. But the Kohanim do. Let the carbon I paid for and brought be what's used, be what's used to sustain the Kohanim. That's what they need. There's no other food in the basin either, so to speak. Because that's a schus for the person bringing the carbon. But when it comes to other carbonas, that a person can feel, I too, am over Hashem, not as a Kohen, and in the way that I can be in Ovid Hashem. So then, when it comes to those Korbanas, everybody, anybody can eat the Korban. And that brings us to the Korban Pesach. While it's critical that the point of Pesach is eating the Pesach, 
Because the understanding of Pesach is that's when we became chosen as the Oiv Hashem. Like we say in the beginning of Halal, Halaluk Halu Hashem Hashem, Halu Oiv Dei Hashem. Those who serve Hashem should praise Him. Pesach is when we were chosen. Pesach is when we began our career. And therefore, we signify that by saying we can also eat from Hashem's table. So to speak. We're also entitled to eat a carbon. We're also entitled to eat a carbon because, so to speak, Hashem is feeding us also in order to serve Him. We're also part of the list of employees. As we know, Goyim can't eat carbonus. Goyim can bring carbonus, they can't eat them. Because they aren't over the Hashem. And that's why eating the Pesach is ma'akad. The primary point about the carbon isn't that we can bring it, Goy can bring a carbon too. The primary point of the Pesach is we're going to eat the Pesach. We're going to eat the Pesach because we want to show we have the Hashem. And therefore, as servants of Hashem, we deserve to eat at Hashem's table because that's what sustains us in order to serve Him. Third which is Kaddish. That's the command of the Lasayda. That's why the idea of becoming an Eved Hashem is actualized in the Korban Pesach. So we see there's two kinds of eating. All Korbanas being allowed to eat the Korban is in the way, so to speak, a person has been given an, an allotment. A portion from Hashem's table which is reserved for staff only. Reserved for only for those people who are serving Hashem. That's by every carbon. And when it comes to Kachi Kachim, so there the being allowed to eat from Hashem's table is restricted to the Kainim doing the Avodah. Only the male Kainim, only on the same day, the day the Kainim on duty, and only the Kainim inside the Azara itself are allowed to eat. It's a tremendous insight. But now I want to share with you a bit, even bigger Kiddush. The Rambam Paskans, but who's allowed to eat Kodesh Kodeshim? The Chattas and the Asham. The male Konim, who are on duty that day in the Beis HaMikdash, including boys, including children. Male children of that watch are allowed to eat the Kodesh Kodeshim too. And here we have a Shaila. Yeah, here we, I can ask a tremendous question. The point of eating the Kodeshim was reserved for those who are working in the Beis HaMikdash. Those who are on duty, so to speak, this is the way they get sustained. And we saw a cotton can't do anything. He can't bring the blood, he can't salt the meat, he can't shecht it. And if that's the case, why is he entitled to eat Kodeshim Kodeshim? Why is it any better than a lady Kohen, who is also part of the Shevet, but since she is not involved in the Avodah, she is not entitled to eat that, the allotment which was meant for people doing Avodah. Why is, the, why is the young boy any different? And the answer we have to suggest, and it's a tremendous idea, and that is, 
What were little boys doing in the base of Mikdash? If they weren't doing a Vayda, why were they there? And the answer is, they were there to learn about the Avodah. They were there to understand it, to watch it, to learn what needed to be done. And if that's the case, then the conclusion we come to is, learning about the Avodah is also Avodah Sashem. Learning about how to bring Korbanus is also Avodah Sashem, so much so that those young children who are there to learn and watch the Avodah, to learn about the Avodah, they eat Kodshay Kodshim too. They're also part of the list of employees who's allowed to eat from Hashem's table. That's also a part of the Avodah. Learning about the Avodah. They're also entitled. How did we begin, Rabbi Sa? The Midrash tells us the importance when children start to learn Chumash, to begin with Pashas Vayikra, the Pasha of the Korbanis, because you have Vayu And now we understand so much more depth what Chazal was saying. It's not just a question of because children are pure, they should learn Psukim of Korbanis. No. We learned before. Learning about the Korbanus is a part of Avodah Hashem. Those young children who talk can eat the Korbanus too because they're there to serve Hashem by learning about the Korbanus. And today that's all we have left. We don't have a base Megdash. So we don't have the Kohenim who are doing the Avodah. But we do have the children who are learning about it. Those Tahirim, those children, are the ones who are still, so to speak, being Ovdei Hashem. In the sense that we understood that learning about the Avodah is considered somebody who's an Ebed Hashem, who's serving Hashem, just like the coin who's doing the Avodah. That we can still do. And therefore, let those young children come and be Oisik in Karbanis. There's a special value to that. Because that's as if they were bringing carbonus. That's as if they're the only ones left who still, so to speak, maintaining their job in the Avodah. For an adult, Kayan, the job would be to do the Avodah, which we can't do today. But for the child, Kayan, what he could do was learn about the Avodah. And that we still can do. That's the avenue of Avodah Hashem which we still have today. Let the children come into it. Yavodah Tahirim V'yaskur V'tahirim.